All right, see, we're, uh, shoot, I gotta turn this down. We had, the last person to use mic three was Megan Wright. And she she's, uh, she's a little bit more soft-spoken than me. So yeah. I don't want to be screaming at everyone. Is mine, uh, <laughs> is mine up? Yeah, you're dialed. Dialed. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah, you're good. Because we had to turn that mic down for a minute because Savvy was in that chair. Ah. Uh, yeah, you've been gone for a minute. Been gone, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you like, I, do, how do you like your new house? I wanted to do the flashy <laughs> sign. We, what if we had it on point every time we flash on air? This is the spooky season now. Every time we hit record, it should light up. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. No, um, I mean, greatest volleyball podcast studio ever. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about it. Well, because this is our uh, six-year like, oh, six no. anniversary podcast. Yeah. Uh, Wild. Our, our glow up from the kitchen table is pretty solid. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I like how we go slow, too, though. We, yeah. we didn't want to go straight from kitchen table to this. Yeah, we haven't rushed into anything. We're on basically phase number four. Yeah, although our growth spurt this year has been pretty significant. Cause we I am happy about that. We finally fixed the audio. Yeah, that could be a We got a, we got a decent camera. We're we done got, with the Mevo. Our YouTube's getting better. YouTube's slowly. getting better. We're slowly. on that same path, YouTube. Yeah. Improving it. Yeah, incrementally. This year, year over year jumps in audio and YouTube. This was like double anything we've ever had. Yeah, I'm actually really curious what the fans think about our world champs coverage. We do and whatnot. Yeah, because um, I thought it was legit. It was fun. It was fun having Frida. It was fun feeling like a real journalist. Little again. media team. Yeah, yeah. Where because that I mean that's how I was telling Frida like when I would cover college or high school sports. The newspaper editor would just be like, hey, it's you and this photographer. Uh. You guys work together. So I'd tell the photographer, hey, um, if this team is going to win, we need X, Y, and Z. Because uh -huh. they're most likely to be the stories. If this team wins, we need X, Y, and Z. Right. And then at halftime, we would sort of regroup and be like, all right, well, this is kind of a fun storyline developing. Can Let's just make sure we get one. Right. This could be a story down the road. Let's get this one. And so with Frida, I was like, this is our story for today, but I want these shots for B-roll later. And then we sort of moved on from there that's it sick. was it was fun it's probably really helpful for him too yeah to like have that direction yeah. within the, the storylines that are happening in the moment yeah it was dope. it was, it I was mean, super I, it fun. wasn't dope for me but, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but i was happy for you guys i asked, asked frito i was like what could we is there anything that like we could have done better to make it better for you it's like well track could have stuck around a little longer <laughs> that's true yeah because yeah. that's i think that was i didn't a good even get my test. exit clip i know He's like, oh, I'll just catch you later. Yeah, he should have just filmed me after the match. I think don't that's, ask, just film. That's one of the funniest <laughs> things is that uh, when people aren't around the sport, they think that like when you lose, you'll hang around for a little bit. Yeah, and I think when you're younger and new to it, you will. But once you've been in it, man, you lose, oh, you man. are gone. Goner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so different than it used to be. Yeah, you used to hang out like you're excited for that night when you're out to like go party and like there's usually player parties and yeah that doesn't even exist anymore even if i wanted to stick around like granted now i have family and it's just a, you know right. you've been there done that but it doesn't even exist anymore yeah and then yeah that was an extremely depressing yeah time. so it was like check the flights oh there's one okay i'm on it let's go yep yeah but that was sort of like a i was telling some of our people were commentating or commenting on youtube and instagram that was kind of a beta test because uh -huh. i think international that's not really sustainable for us to do 
just because it's expensive to fly Frito out there. Yeah, but ABP, yeah. I think that something like that could be something we would do a I lot mean, more often moving forward. Somewhat doing it. Yeah. Instead of we centering it around me, we centered it around the storyline. Yeah. Good story. Just a little Basically bit of everyone. the same thing we do at the podcast. Like, yeah. Whoever's hot gets, <laughs> right. the, gets yeah. the seat. Exactly. So I think, I don't know, it could be fun. I was just giving myself the hot seat for as long as I could until you well, figured been it hot. out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was hot for a while. Been a little cold lately which is what all the fan questions well, yeah are that's uh <laughs> all the fan questions so i mean speaking of hot you're on the hot seat today brother let's go um all right so you have a lot of questions um most of them are along the same line so i'll do my best not to give you any redundant ones but this is from do you regret your decision <laughs> that's number one is it already? from adu c knows do you regret switching partners this year nice that's funny. I was actually joking. I mean, I figured they were all about that, but I didn't think the first one was that. First one. Um, no, I don't. Um, I think the thing that people are missing is like the why behind. Like you, you, you have to like back yourself. If you do things for the right reasons, then you have to back yourself through the highs and lows and like not put, give yourself these regrets and whatnot. It's so easy to look like, hey, Trevor's playing well right now. He would have played well with you, maybe. You guys would be in a better position. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but we were just in a like place where I needed change. Like like I said, when it happened, I was like, I, I don't want to do this anymore the same way. I'm yeah. like, whether it's bored with it or I want to s- try new things and I want to um, – see if I can grow and like take another step, which is extremely hard when you're already at the top level. And I hadn't done that internationally. So I took that risk for the right reasons at the right time. I think it was the appropriate time. Um, so I don't regret the decision. Um, cause I would want to like in the future, I want to make decisions the same way. Right. Just cause it goes South doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah. It was a risk no matter what. And it would have been a risk going with Trev as well. But you definitely think about it. When Trev's doing good and you're not, you're like, damn. (laughs) Like, you you don't deny that from your head. You know, you you just kind of wear those thoughts while you're in your lows. Yeah. Which, for sure, this has been, like, the most frustrating, like, I guess most difficult emotionally, mentally, um, even physically, it's been pretty hard. Um, they're all pretty hard physically, but yeah, just trying to figure it out, knowing that I put myself in this position and trying to take like extreme ownership of it and accountability for where I'm at and what we're doing. Um, it's super difficult. That's why I've been like not, not on social lately, Yeah, which I feel bad about. I don't want to be the guy that's like, Oh, I'm all over it when I'm winning. And then I disappear (laughs) when I'm not. Yeah, I, I've, that's been at the top of my mind, but I just don't, I can't do it. I'm so like, I've just been so like down about everything and just my mind's just trying to figure it out. Yeah. That I just don't have anything to say. Yeah. It's, uh, but I, but I, I'd like to, I want to share my thoughts in this. That's why I was saying like, I would have liked it if Frito just stuck around and filmed me while just, I was sitting there just like and just depressed. Capture it, yeah. Cause that's, that's what's happening. Like, right take the truth. I don't, I don't really care if you film me. Yeah. I might not engage with you. I might not have it in me, but I do want people to, 
know and see the lows and like understand that like this is part of it right this is part this is the other side of the highs yeah um it's (laughs) it's so easy to go on social media when you're winning because everyone's like oh dude you're awesome you're this you're that you know what's crazy (laughs) is i guess i'm good at not seeing anything because i hear multiple people family friends even came i think reads stuff yeah looks all the people saying this and the pe- like I keep having people tell me the people are saying this. I'm like, are they, I don't, why are you telling me? Yeah. I didn't know until yeah. I didn't even want to know. Um, and I figure of course that like that narrative, this first question is going to be what everyone's thinking. But, um, yeah, it, I don't go yeah. on. like, there's their vlogs and stuff. People are like and that's what, going uh, crazy on or well, what do they call it? Forums and stuff. Yeah. I would assume that, uh, volley talk, volley talk is, is the same. I haven't read that. that since high school. Probably. Me neither. People send me screenshots. I get a good kick out of it every now and then. That would be a bad idea for me to go on. Oh there. dude. It's a bad <laughs> idea for any actual player. Right. Yeah. To go on. I mean, it's a bad idea for anyone. Yeah. To that's go true. <laughs> but, Cause they'll take anyone's, anyone's name you can search and like, they've talked about you oh, right? yeah, as a player. For sure. That's hilarious. It was really funny. After the first morning of commentating of world champs, I go down and I was getting breakfast with Clayton Lucas, the mm-hmm. head commentator. Mm-hmm. It was just me and him who were there and it's him and, uh, one of the, uh, sort of like director of content guys yeah. at volleyball world. And Clayton was like, dude, a lot of people, uh, thought you did a bad job yesterday. And he was laughing. I was like, where do you even find this? He's like, it's everywhere. I was like, I just, never, I never look. I'm all right. Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, as long as I get messages from like, you know, I, it was really funny. Cause I ran into, uh, Valentina Guattari's dad, uh-huh. uh, at a cafe. Uh-huh. He was like, dude, thank you so much for commentating. Like, love what you do. And then Mel, Melissa Humana Paredes' stepdad mm. said the same things. Like, we love it when you commentate. I was like, if the players and the families of the players like, when I'm on the mic, that's what really those matters. Those are valid, to me. yeah. Like those are that's the feedback that I'll I'll take yeah. and, and be like, thank you. Right. That's but if it's like some random, random. person I don't know, it's just like, dude, this guy is terrible. Johnny like, oh, XXO wild man right. <laughs> says <laughs> like right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. What else um, we got? Let's see. Bring it. A couple questions. Yeah. Uh, our trying came going to divorce. That one's from uh, Kick Filet. Kick Filet. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Soccer player that likes Chick Fil A. Must be. Maybe. <laughs> um, divorce. I love how we call it that. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to divorce. We're going to stay strong. We're going to go to family therapy. No, we're just trying to figure it out. Um, we had just a lot of like external things going on that just and like it's not like luck but it's we haven't been able to put everything that we need together in the right way so we still haven't seen the product that we believe we're capable of yeah and we still believe it's there um so we're gonna just keep going at it. i mean there's no not really any other options no because like, there's a there's a couple questions here and where they're just like, are they still going for the Olympics? Are they still going for Paris? Right. Is Paris still a goal? Like, it, it seems this one guy, uh, Delth Rush, said it appears Olympics are out of the question, unless a miracle. But that's just mathematically so far from the truth. Yeah, because, I'll let you answer that one. Yeah, like you guys, like you're slightly behind now. But with how many events there are in 2024 before the Olympics, or at least how many there should be, relative to last year's schedule it's we just have to be an elite 16 team (laughs) like get on the elite 16 tour and become a main draw team and if we 
do that, there's a good chance, depending on how Trev and them do, yeah, that we'll be in the in the running of it. And this is not the position I wanted to be in, not the position I expected to be in. That's why I'm so. I've been so distraught and I had to like fully like reset my brain of like, okay, where am I? What do I want to do? And if I was out of the race, I wouldn't be playing right now. I I'd be done for the year for sure. Yeah. Like this isn't, I'm, you know not, why? I'm not traveling for, <laughs> for nothing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be rethinking everything, um, starting from scratch, but I looked at the points after worlds and we're still in it. I still have my body's feeling as good as ever. I feel like I'm playing as good as ever, not all around because I'm not in sync with my partner and my block, my blocking hasn't felt good, but, um, I'm right there at the edge of like playing my best. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. And then I also need to fight this year to get back into the higher stipend and health insurance for USA, which when I looked at that, I was like, all right, that's worth my time yeah to go back because i need health (laughs) insurance for me my family and then the stipends the travel support and all that i really need um going into next year if i want to have any chance at all and then we also have to put ourselves in position to potentially make a run next year so this year is not really about catching up or yeah getting the lead it's putting ourselves in position to be able to do that uh next year yeah so like for the fans just like one good really good finish for trev and theo and a pretty bad finish for you and kamer does not (laughs) the race is far from over like the women's u.s race like i'm putting a stamp on it like it's done Mm. i mean you got the even though betsy and julia could very well be a top five team in the world they still have to be a top three they gotta be a top three team Yeah, and like so, so me saying that the women's race is over is no fault of Betsy and Julia. Betsy and Julia would be the two team of, on the men's side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like Betsy, Betsy and Julia would be like given that they're given their points and their trajectory, they would have qualified for any other Olympic games except for this one, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, right. Because you look at, I mean, Kelly Chang and Sarah Sponsel last year. They didn't win a medal in the entire race until the last two events. Right. And you got Betsy and Julia who are almost meddling in like half of the events. They took a silver in Montreal and mm-hmm. they're still so far behind just because Kristen, Taryn, and Kelly and Sarah are so Absolutely dominant. Absolutely dominating. Yeah. So like the men's race on the U.S. is so different from the women mm-hmm. where people aren't counting out Betsy and Julia because they're playing great. But mathematically, it's, it's pretty much done. Uh-huh. But they're counting you guys out because you're not playing great even though – it's, you're only down like 50 points per event. It's not that big of a gap. Yeah. It's hard to tell how much you're actually down right now. Like before you have the 12 right. finishes and with the bunch left. Um, Cause you can look at averages, but even averages, it's, it's really, it's, it's really about like, what are your best six finishes right now? Yeah. That's kind of like yeah. how I look at it. And you guys have done a decent job of, uh, you have a fair Sucking? amount, like, like 600 points. <laughs> Well, you, you actually have a fair, like 600 point is like what I think you should, that's a usable finish. It's so funny. Cause like, yeah, like, I mean, it's respectable, right? Some of the stuff finishes we have and yeah. stuff, but like it, it feels like India last week yeah. where it was the most demoralizing fifth place of <laughs> <in> my life. <laughs> like, wow. I can't believe you gave us a fifth for that performance, yeah. you know? Uh, so it's kind of funny, but that's like, 
at the beginning of the year, dude, everyone was, were asking, because all like my friends were in the future levels pretty much. And they're like, oh, dude, I just want to get in a challenge. I'm like, just wait till the fall. Yeah, right. Just sign up for the ones in the fall. They're like, dude, Olympic year, no way. Like, everyone's going to go. I'm like, where were you in India? Right. Why are you at home? Like, I told right. you to go to this one. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one wants to go. Yeah. Go to China. Go to India. Go to Thailand. Ask Evan <laughs> and oh, Cody. <laughs> Don't poor, go. No, that poor guy. Oh, that was torture. At least I was telling Savvy, I was like, if there's one person that's built for those shenanigans, it is Evan. Is it? I mean, he is the road dog of the road dogs. Okay. Good. The yeah. only person more built than that would have been Zon, who would have right. come back and been the like, road dog. dude, I have the best it was story. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I lost my passport. I had to go back to Mumbai. I almost got heat stroke on the court. <laughs> yeah. We got scammed out of our Airbnb. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those guys. But yeah, like, yeah, I mean, you didn't play, <laughs> you had no notable wins in India, but you got fifth because you went. Yeah. Like, that's. Like you just gotta show up sometime. You showed yeah, up. No, totally. And you stayed on your feet. <laughs> yeah, that's almost what it was. You no know, camer probably barely stayed on his feet. Yeah, well, I didn't get a serve, literally, the last match. Yeah. Uh but it was brutal. And like the heat, humidity, UV index combo. And I like heat and humidity. Like that's I'm built yeah. for that. <clears throat> Worst I've ever felt. That's what I was amazed. I was like, I cannot believe how drained i am yeah after each point granted we had like stomach bugs came had it way worse but yeah so we're like dehydrated and, and it takes like 40 hours to get there yeah but evan had to get he was supposed to get there a day earlier and then he got there the same day as me because he messed up <laughs> yeah and then he had to play and i'm while he's playing his match i'm training against norway and I basically just gave up at the end because I, I thought we were playing to 15. Yeah. And we kept playing to 20. I was like, I gave up at 15, my, yep, guys. My brain like, stopped. This isn't worth it for me. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I, I'd rather rest for tomorrow. Yeah. I was that tired. Yeah. And I'm a pretty, like, keep working kind of guy, you yeah. know? And so, Evan, yeah, just hearing what they were doing inside, I was just like, it's funny. It wasn't Evan being out of shape. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because everyone, so Evan. Or Cody called the, the medical. Well, Cody, Cody's not built for heat. Cody, yeah. Cody had to like get IVs in Virginia Beach last year, oh, yeah, like okay. heat stroke on the court. But Evan grew up in Louisiana, right? Loves that. Kim Hildreth plays in Florida, loves it, yeah. and both of them said that's the hottest I've ever played. Yeah. And I was talking with a Nook, and she's like, "This, which congratulations to a Nook for winning gold, yeah. first medal in seventeen events for her and oh, Joanna." Geez. Yeah. Um, and she was like, "It was crazy." Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So even though you me. didn't play great, you showed up. Hey, I showed up. There you go. Uh, let's see. You kind of answered. Uh, Tim. Oh, boy. Where's Tri's mindset and attitude following India? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, mindset and attitude following India is... We don't have a coach anymore. Um, obviously, it wasn't working out. Uh, we had visa situation like long story but we don't have a coach now so we're kind of just trying to take it upon ourselves to kind of build everything from the ground up where we've gone through enough lows now to be like okay that didn't work yeah and there's plenty to grab on to like we played well early on in the year we had some there's pieces of the whole year that if we can piece it all together will be great 
Um, but we're taking it upon ourselves to like really rebuild ourselves, um, changing Kim's offense a little bit, um, tweaking little things here and there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm kind of just like, I take a few days to really be down about it. Like, cause that's just how I feel. And I don't want to fake that. I don't feel down, you know? Yeah. And then try to like come to terms with where we're at. Okay, we're still in the race. Okay, if I'm gonna go for it, we're gonna go for it all in. We don't have a coach, so how do we wanna go about this? And really trying to establish um, where, when am I at my best? Like forget a system and what makes sense. Like when is Triborn played his best? Let's try to get that guy out. Yeah. <clears throat> what, what does Cam need at his best? How is he playing his best? What's that? is he getting when he's at his best not like what the system we want to run and do all this stuff complicated stuff that's what i'm trying to get back to and um, we're just building it by ourselves without without a coach right now so it's it's hard we've kind of accepted the challenges um i've set this year up literally checked every box like we got the trainer we got the sports site mm -hmm. we got the, this that this and it all just kind of crumbled and wasn't right. working all, all together at once so a lot of it is um, a lot of what has come out of the losses is me just like letting go of the reins and being okay with not having the control. Everything I built sucked for the <laughs> most part. Um, and just kind of being like, okay, I'm going to let, let it build, rebuild itself and see what that turns into rather than trying to control it and force it and break it again. Yeah. Um, so we're building a new, more authentic monster. Yeah. Hopefully starting from the ground up yeah and and i won't lie like i'm still stressed out as hell <laughs> um well this travel schedule is just insane wow. with yeah. not feeling good and they're sending us mexico came stomachs wrecked then we go straight to india well that that place will wreck your stomach <laughs> fly 40 hours back yeah. now we leave in a few days to china china yeah. will wreck your stomach oh yeah fly back we're supposed to go to Thailand. We got to figure out if we're going to actually do that and then fly back. And then you're supposed to go to Philippines. Yeah. And then there's an Orsaka playoff in between that. And then we'll have to miss my Hawaii first week of my Hawaii vacation if I win that Norseka and go yeah. to the Dominican. So it's a bit stressful <laughs> right now. And uh, I'll admit it. And just I'm just marinating in it and owning it, owning the lows so that I can... Uh, learn from it and then own the highs later. Yep. It is time for the Waiakea water break. That is right. This podcast has been brought to you by Waiakea all year long. They are the cleanest water you could ever have. It's not just water. It's Hawaiian volcanic water. That's right. And those bottles you see all over AVP tournaments all around the beach volleyball world, they're made of ocean plastic, which is 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. Each bottle helps to remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So when you're drinking a water bottle, you don't have to feel bad about it. All right, and that's right. Waikea is also committed to giving back. It's local to those in Hawaii through the Kakua Initiative from monthly drives to support the local food bank and nonprofits to direct support of individuals and organizations. In the continental U.S., via partnerships with its ambassadors such as Clay Thompson, ever heard of him, and the Thompson Family Foundation, Aaron Judge, and the All Rise Foundation, and Miles Garrett, and the Waterboys, 
and more. They're doing all kinds of good things, and we would love to just continue this great relationship we have with YK. They're awesome. And if you want to get the best water in the world, use promo code SANDCAST online at yakea.com. That'll get you 20% off your order. Again, that is SANDCAST at yakea.com to get 20% off your order. We are just so fired up to continue being sponsored by Waikea Hawaiian Volcanic Water. We love our Hawaiian Volcanic Water breaks. All right, so enjoy some Waikea. Get hydrated today. The seasons have changed, y'all. Our summer 2023 season it has come to an end, which means, guess what? Those tattered beat volleyballs you've been using this entire summer, they need replacing. I know mine do. I just put in an order of 15 new Wilsons. The optics balls, the best balls in the world, hands down, no question. The NCAA uses Wilson for a reason. The AVP uses Wilson for a reason. Everyone uses Wilson for a reason. They make the best balls in the world, and I know it's time to reload. It is tinkering time. This is the time to get better in the offseason, so you come through 2024 fresh and with a brand new skill set to get your double A, get your triple A, win your first AVP, get your first main draw, whatever your goals may be, get some new Wilson volleyballs to help get you there. And use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to get you 20% off. That's right, 20% off using the discount code SANDCAST-20. So go to Wilson.com, get some new volleyballs, and get better. This podcast is, of course brought to you by AG1. Now, if you are a longtime listener of Sandcast, you know that Try and I have been drinking AG1 for years. For me, it's been about five years. For Try, it's been about three since we started our partnership with AG1. Now, when I started drinking AG1 daily, it made the biggest difference. We were on the road. We were in Bulgaria. We were in Russia. We were all over Europe. We didn't know how to get all of our veggies in, so we just went with AG1, supplementing where we could, and I could feel a huge difference. We never got sick despite all the travel. I hit 88,000 miles one year, never got sick. I was more relaxed because I knew that I was getting the foundational nutritional supplement I needed, and that's exactly what AG1 is. It is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, immune support, you name it. Now, since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Now, not only did I replace my multivitamin, I used to take all those cheap little gummies you can get at the grocery store or CVS or wherever. Now, I replaced it with AG1, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support, magnesium, and B vitamins for energy, also good for sleep. And it all balances my body's stress levels. Vitamin C keeps me healthy. Zinc keeps me healthy. It's just, it's the greatest thing. And I recommend it all the time because it has a team of doctors, scientists. It's tested for 950 contaminants. It's NSF certified for sport, so we don't have to worry about USADA or WADA or whoever's testing us to make sure that we're eligible. All right, so AG1 is the supplement I trust and try and savvy to promote to provide, rather, the support my body needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. I promise. Try AG1 and get a free, that's right, free, one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. So go to drinkag1.com sandcast. 
That's drinkag1.com slash Sandcast. You don't spell out one, by the way. It's the numeral. So check it out. Get your greens today. The We'll get you off the hot seat. I do have one question. This kind of occurred to me is that you've had three partners pretty much your whole career. Right. You had Hayden, yeah. Trev, and now Kame. Yeah. And you and Hayden and you and Trev started out really well. Like you and Hayden right. won your what, like third tournament? That was a grand slam. Yeah. And then you and Trev won your second tournament in, and that was in Kinjo. Right. And how has it been not having like such a hot start? It yeah. has to be a pretty different experience. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely a unique experience. I think we came in uh if if you remember with me and John, I'm I'm nobody. Yeah. John wasn't on the world tour. Right. So zero expectation. And we could only surprise ourselves. You have John who knows exactly what he wants and me who ex- knows exactly like I'm willing to do exact any whatever he needs. So it was very <clears throat> no expectation honeymoon phase with me having ton of energy coming off playing pro indoor but not beach so nobody knew me but yeah. i still like was willing to square off against these guys so like kind of the perfect storm um with trev zero expectation i've come off two years right. sick we're both split blockers he's coming off bad results yeah like average results right with i think it was mayor, mayor. at the time um we didn't even think it was going to be that good we were just like, let's just finish the year together because why not play right. with my buddy? Um, and then we just sided out, set each other and sided out well and then figured out defense. And so zero expectation. Um, and things just clicked. And then with this team, completely different, you know, make this partner change in the off season. You know, a lot of expect external expectations. You can do as much mindfulness and sports psych sessions as right. you want, but there's you have expectations, yeah. and, and I bring a lot of expectation. Just me, I I realized that later on too. Granted, I'm I'm dealing with a veteran. I personally like I set the goals high. I I came in and was like, we're gonna have the best trainer. We're gonna have the best this. Like every box is gonna be checked, and I hype hyped it up. You know, in whatever way. Um, I like to put a lot of pressure on myself to the point where like I'm scared. Yeah. Cause that like makes me play better, better. I think that's why hopefully I'm able to play b- better and bigger games. Cause it's like, wow, this is like, it's got my attention. <laughs> Cause right. it's a, it's a big thing to take on. Um, I don't know if that was necessarily good for Kame. Like he wants to play, he hasn't played for the U S before he, he, he qualified for Olympics was zero expectation to even qualify right and for canada you know um whereas this is like you're going against your ex-teammate publicly there's another team ahead of you you're going like there you guys don't talk as much you're the you don't eat dinners together anymore on the road like it's the american qualifying vibe is much different yeah and um it's my third time with it and yeah, it was just it's it's a completely different experience. Yeah. And then, you know, failing through it um is just harder. And then we had plenty of injuries and whatever. You know, n- not injuries to the extent where I'd say we've we've been unlucky like more so than normal team, but like yeah, f- for sure 
setbacks and all kinds of stuff that have been less than ideal. Yeah. The coaching situations brutal um, because of the expectations we put on that to carry our team. Right. So just a different situation. And now I'm, I, I think the biggest thing at the end of the day was I wanted to, I wanted growth. Right. And you have to change to grow. You have to be willing to make changes and changes make you take steps back a lot of times they can hurt you before you grow but you have to take that step back to grow sometimes you know and that's kind of just growing pains for a reason i have growing pains yeah (laughs) but you know maybe i would have been i felt stagnant before right personally um doing things the same way with the same guy with the same this that same approach we you know the approach that the team wanted going into the next year same so yeah, just I'm just owning it, but it, it's just completely different. And yeah. I, you almost the honeymoon phase doesn't work if you expect it to work. True. You know, it's like oh, and then we'll have the beginning. The honeymoon phase will be perfect yeah. at the beginning of Olympic qualifying. <laughs> it's more like a like a celebrity marriage like, honeymoon. Where'd that go? <laughs> Where's that honeymoon phase? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, honeymoon phase I think literally comes from the lack of expectation. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you put together like a like, and I'm, this is certainly not us, but in the NBA, you put together a super team. There's no honeymoon phase for that team, right? right? It's you lose, and like, what's happening? They usually put so much pressure on that team, the big three. Right. They start losing, and boom, blow it up, or something. Yeah. You know, like they just get torched. Yeah. So, expectations for the thief of joy, the killer of joy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. This would be more uh, on a lighter note. Still for you. Cool. Um, Tyler Penberthy. I always want to give Tyler, uh, whenever he asks a question, I want to make sure it gets answered because he's a, a loyal listener, also a good player. Tyler. Uh, Try had his hand injured for a while. What are common beach volleyball injuries and how to avoid them? You don't, I don't think you avoid them. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's a standard one. It's one that you dread. Basically, just blocking Taylor wrenched my thumb back. I think. There was like a, he did an ultrasound. He said he thought he saw a, like a partial tear in the ligament. He did it more recently when it was healed. Um, and it was all black and blue while I was traveling to Latvia, was it? After Hermosa, whatever that was, yeah. Um, so I had to wrap it for a few months. And um, it's been feeling better. He told me to keep wearing the splint because of that little tear in it. But I was like, well, I'm losing with the splint on, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing it anymore. Yeah. Um, but fingers is is a big thing, usually for blockers. Once you do it once, like ligaments and tendons take forever to heal. So you just have to, like, you're almost like looking at it like, well, that's going to be taped and hurting for the rest of the season. Yep. And you just accept it. And then by next off season, you kind of like forgot about it. And, yeah. And then open yourself up to another one. Yeah, that's why when I was hitting balls off your block today and i just whenever i'd hear one go over your finger, I know, I was you're, like, oh you're real sensitive sorry <laughs> been there yeah i know <laughs> i know i've seen some coaches pop some people's fingers pretty bad leandro broke my thumb oh really before uh 1440 huntington oh shit. it hurt so bad luckily it was my right thumb but still like like mentally i was like oh, ah, oh dude, yeah and then hand setting <laughs> yeah i was hand setting and like 
pulling every, luckily there's no rules on the fiv so i can just chuck it <laughs> as long as it's out fast i started flicking it with like my four fingers <laughs> and i hate it like i don't like setting ugly yeah but yeah i had a perfect set at worlds that got called i was like i hate you ref it's uh oh, like oh. no spin i looked at it in replay yeah. didn't drop it was high but it was like over my shoulder yeah. flicked it no spin perfect called it the double I'm but then assuming? like I don't know. Dude, you will see the wildest one. Oh, so, and then i chuck them flick it and it and it's good it's fine dude uh sarah hughes mangled one in the gold medal match against anna patricia and duda nothing ap and duda stopped playing and kelly sort of stopped approaching it and she's like oh shit well, yeah i like stop hitting no it whistle. i hit a jumbo when came did it once yeah and, and it was good <laughs> so kelly puts it away and duda and anna patricia were like you've got to be kidding no way. Like the, you're gonna let that go, and I mean it was it was bad. But Sarah's hands are high and it just like yeah, flicks just it. it. And this thing was just like I mean it was helicopter side spin everything no call, and like you know, I was commentating the match and we're like not supposed to be hard on the refs, and so and Clayton was like, listen, whether you think that that was a bad call or, or not, you do have to finish the play. Yeah, and credit to Kelly and Sarah, but yeah, like at this point, you just have to finish every play because I've seen calls yeah. where I'm like, and I'm commentating, I'm like, guys, I don't know, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it, and there are calls where it just there's no call, I'm like, play on. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to be right. Just Luckily, go. it's the weirdest thing. It's like I can't see the set. Mm -hmm. Like I'm never gonna be the guy. Whoa, 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 call that. <laughs> For some reason, right. like. Because when I'm blocking, I think I'm like, really oh, I never low. know. Yeah. But everyone else is like, stops and like, is yeah. like, wait, was it? What happened? Yeah. Which I think is good nowadays because I don't get distracted. When you see like a, a helicopter like that, you you are like, hey, oh, wait, oh, oh yeah. I got to play. And sometimes I've seen it where the team will stop playing and the ref, I feel like, makes a late call because they're like, oh, that must be real bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. I expected the ref to call it right. after Anna Patricia and Duda completely stopped yeah just because they stopped yeah refs are human for sure they they yeah. definitely have their like uh oh moments and then they have to decide in the moment am i gonna backtrack or just stick with it and yeah not let them talk to me yeah <laughs> did uh, you uh, <laughs> it's so bad did you watch the replay of uh the mckibben no video? not yet they, so they put up four man uh, or whatever yeah so they put up the first one it was uh taylor taylor rangieri and uh that seems who was that's a, a cheat code. I forget who Lucena. Yeah. And then it was Miles Partain, Andy, uh Jake and Rosie? Jake and Rosie. And uh Sander swipes one off Benish. But they said that Andy got there first so that Sander was like, Now I've never seen a blocker win that call. Yeah. And so and then Maddie and Riley did a great job having the argument. They filmed it, put it up with the video. The next call, they called Jake on a foot fault before it even was out of his hands. And Maddie and Riley put up like a little title thing. It's like epic makeup call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so good. It's hilarious. Yeah, I've actually heard people talking about now how they're going to, like they're trying to figure out the change of the rule on the swipes and stuff. Because yeah. it used to be like, if it goes out on your side, then probably it's your point. Yeah. Which is like not true all the time. No, like you can that, punch it through. Yeah, you need to make a decision as a yeah. ref and like see what you saw. 
But they're trying to do something on that now, and I'm scared. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're supposed to do. Like, I've just seen it. Offense wins every well, time. Well, then the redirect. Like, when I first started playing, the redirect over the net, you couldn't, like, just slam dunk and right. redirect and throw over here. And, like, now you, I think you can do anything now. Yeah, you can do whatever I don't you want. know. I, get, I like, panic because I'm like, I don't know. What's legal? Dude, it's funny. I used to reach over and I mean, if I can reach over with one hand and just Kong block and grab it and yeah. dunk it, I'm going to do that. Yeah. But well, I've got I, called on that. I have seen back in uh, the day. so. I, I want to go back and, and look at the stats and see if people redirecting. It's if it's actually effective, more effective than just like blocking. No people. Them. People panic people, and freak people out. Throw it out of bounds. Yeah, they throw exactly. it like, like uh, and they just throw it right to someone. Yeah. Like I've seen so many people throw it into the net That's on so their true, own yeah. side. Throw it out of bounds. Like the redirect. Andy Benish is great at it, but I have seen people get wild with it. Uh, Robbie did it. Uh, Seidel did it in. Uh, yeah. In our match in India, <laughs> he just tapped it out of bounds. Yeah. Dude, you <laughs> no, feel it's not so good. Dumb. When I do it, when I try to do it, I feel uncomfortable. Like it's not a good play. Yeah, and I am awful at it. <laughs> JM, when I was playing with him, he's like, "You gotta stop. Like, just punch it." Yeah, we did like twenty minutes of no, him just one-handed like... <laughs> and fucking yeah. slam dunk. Yeah, if it, you're allowed it, to, I don't really know. <laughs> now I just swing at it. I'm done redirecting. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. hit it as hard as I can. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. But back to back to Penberth, these question for injuries. The the common one that I had was tendonitis in the knee. That's very common. Yeah. I've I have tendinosis at this point, which is a step past that. Yeah. And for years. Um tendonitis is probably the jumper's knee. It's it's jumper's knee. That's probably the biggest one. And then more uh like a shoulder tendonitis in the same yeah. way, where you just get a grinding in that yeah um, biceps tendon or something yeah um i mean for the knee tendonitis would help me a lot i started working with my trainer now nathan michaels and we do a lot of uh like ankle flexibility stuff yeah like knee getting like knees over toes yeah that that's the biggest trend right now is kind of the knees over toes yeah vibe um and it's like loading like that's yeah. what i had to change in my um routine a bit this year was just loading holding kind of heavy loads where i'm stretching that tendon for yeah. long periods of time allowing it to like elongate with tension apparently that's how it heals and strengthens um but that's that's generally the volleyball injuries like yeah lo some blockers get this crazy like trap me and me and yeah. theo have, have had it for years it's like this crazy trap chronic yeah, neck everything tension. is like up here yeah and and then my collarbone like my clavicle where it meets over here is like just crunchy and uncomfortable for yeah. like the last 12 years <laughs> um so that's <laughs> i don't know if not a great word you want for a bone no yeah uh and it pops out every once in a while i got a rib that popped out over here this year and it's just <laughs> a new thing apparently <laughs> damn yeah i have a rib anyway um so some blockers, I think, get that. Phil had, um, oh gosh, what was it called? I think it was like a, a nerve or a vein getting um, like blocked. Yeah, like he, I think he had to get like a surgery kind of we thing. He had a blood clot. It was like a blood clot. Yeah, there's a name for it. But basically from all that overhead stuff, you're just like pinching all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to get fixed up, Tyler... Hit up my boy, Nathan Michaels. He's on Instagram. Very responsive. There you go. Um, all right. You're off the hot seat. You're Damn. good. 
I was feeling it. Uh, so on to uh, a couple questions about the AVP. Um, bet the beach. Why doesn't the AVP use YouTube for broadcasting anymore? Good uh, job with the Instagram, by the way. Bet the beach. Yeah. He's been solid. Um, fun stuff. First off, just a uh, precursor to that. Uh, we don't know why the AVP makes their decisions. We never really talked to them. So this is, these are all our they opinions. Don't, Disclaimer. They don't tell us anything. Yeah. Uh, from my point of view is that uh, broadcasting on YouTube, you're just not, there's no money to be made in it. I mean, the like finals, a lot of the finals when they were broadcasting on YouTube, we're talking like a good one was 50,000 views. Right. And the general advertising rate is $6 per thousand. So you're talking it's about nothing. like 350 bucks or 35 bucks, whatever that is. Like the McKibbins are making more money. Yeah, for sure. Off of editing a video than the whole AVP would make. Yeah. Putting up like a legit yeah. match. Yeah. So small sports in general are, I talk with Kent about this all the time. They're in such a tough spot in terms of TV because you don't get enough viewership to cover the production costs of like an ESPN or an NBC, but you also don't get enough viewership to cover the cost if it were a subscription. Now, I think Volleyball World is doing the right thing by packaging it in with indoor right. and getting all those viewers. And I think that them being lumped in with a bigger product is where is I don't know the numbers behind it but i would think that that's far more helpful than a beach only app and then youtube there's just no way you can be monetarily successful unless you did a really bad pr production value yeah right or then the other way that the mckibbins have been on forever is not streaming anything film and edit and doing a really nice post-produced product which you're not going to do for a whole tournament right so, so you, you run the whole tournament <clears throat> secretly or you just make people go. Right. And you just make, make them show up. Yeah. And, and then which, you get a lot of spoiler alerts. Yeah. And that's and I was talking with uh, Miles Partain's dad about this, where we were like, you know, sports are the one thing that it's really valuable to watch in real time. Right. We're a TV show, if you Even miss it. Even our family. Whatever. Our family's not going to wait like a week for the edit. Yeah. You know, and to, to find out. Yeah. Like you'll get the super fans are going to watch for sure. No question. Right. Like they'll wait, won't. they'll wait a week. And if it's really well produced, I don't know. I mean, like F1 fans watch Drive to Survive, even though they know the races. So you'd have to add that's, something. You have to add something uh, into it. But the, a random girl off the street will watch Drive to Survive because of the human story right. lines, not because of the the driving. actual races right. yeah so i don't know what the answer is i mean everyone is like oh it's so simple like just put it on youtube it's free all right well the avp is gonna lose their hat it's, on it it's not free to make the content right and you know then you have espn plus well i don't know what the deal with espn plus was but i cannot imagine the avp was in a money-making situation with that. <sighs> yeah so like the the tv thing is is uh really difficult because someone's got to lose money yeah, <laughs> it's either going to be the network or it's going to be the AVP. Or you're going to put it on YouTube with really low quality. Yeah, because you can't have the sideline cameras and the replays and right. all that. And then fans are going to be like, "This is fucking bush league." Right. Yeah, I don't know. Because then, like, if you want to do a really low budget thing, I'm sure fans would be happy because now they're watching. But how do you sell that 
to a sponsor? Like, yeah. how do you get uh, an airline, a credit card company, yeah. a car dealership, like the big the big sponsors that you want? Like, they're not gonna put their name on on something like that. You know what I mean? Dang. So it's hard. It's not as simple of an issue as I think a lot of people make it out yeah. to be. It's really complicated. Yeah, but it is. if if they are able, if the AVP is able to get that right, I mean, then you get the, the trickle down. Because, mm. I mean, that was like the start. I read this great book on the English Premier League. And they were just really, at, like, guys were making like 800 bucks a year playing English soccer. Huh. And then once it got on TV, Sky Sports, Rupert Murdoch, it, I mean, it just went bananas from there. Huh. So if you can, like, find a way to make that work, I mean, that's... That's your ticket. Yeah. I mean, the money's silly. In it's hard to compare with a soccer fan base, though. Very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, not a, it's not as easy as people would think. An English uh, soccer fan base. Um, also from Bet the Beach, would the AVP ever host or promote a Beach Pro Tour event in Los Angeles the year before the LA Olympics? Uh, I don't think the AVP ever would. But I think that the FIVB, I feel like, would 100% do that. I think 2027 will be at the latest. But if FIVB wants to do it, AVP or USA Volleyball would have to take the reins on it to put it on, I think. Maybe. I mean, I think USA might just sanction it. You have to pay FIVB to put it on events. Yeah. I think that uh, they're at the very minimum a test event. They should, and there is. I'm I'm on the board of directors, not saying that we're having these specific conversations, but um, I've there's con- people are talking about this stuff, and they're aware that USA should and has the possibility of hosting events on both sides, and AVP will be a part of the conversation. I guarantee that yeah. like, it'll be offered to them. Did you guys want to put it on? And you know, Alau will probably say no, based on what I heard the results of the last one was. <laughs> um, you, you just lose a lot of money. Uh, cause, and it's really expensive to do it in yeah. in the U.S. and especially California yeah. beaches. And FIVB doesn't, like, you pay them a lot to yeah, put it on. They, they, don't, don't, they don't come in and yeah. be like, can we put an event on here? <laughs> right. And they're like, this is how much you have to pay to put on an event. Yeah. Um, which is why they're sending us around the world on a wild goose chase. Because they get paid, yeah. I, bl- I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a good model for them. So we, we want that event, and we're talking about it. Yeah. Like it's and in I, discussions. And I, I would bet on it happening. Yeah. If I had to bet, I'd say maybe 60% chance it happens. I'll take 60. And it is from Bet the Beach, so we're betting. 60% chance it's happening. <laughs> uh, Nolan519. What are Sarah Sponsel's plans for the beach? Is she switching completely to indoor, doing both? Um, Did she make an announcement? Yeah. So she is playing for – she's not done with the beach. She is playing in the inaugural Pro Volleyball Federation uh, for the Grand Rapids Rise. Um, But when I did a story on her when she made that announcement, she was like, I want to make it super clear that I'm not done with the beach. I'm going to keep playing AVP. Right now, just world tour is not for me. She seemed burnt out and just yeah. needed a change from yeah. the beach, which I totally get. Yeah. So I think she was burnt. She talked about one in like that good team atmosphere again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she said she's going to play AVP 2024. And 
once the LA qualification cycle rolls around, she said she's not ruling it out. Right. So you will see her on the beach again. And she's gonna be baller. Oh, she's, she's not gonna so be like good. she's not gonna be like, Oh, I gotta figure it out again. Right. She's gonna be right back yeah, to she's, balling. She's ridiculous. She's like one of the best athletes, men or women, that I know. Yeah. She's crazy. For sure. Yeah. So Sarah will be back. This show is brought to you by Bartender in a Box. Yes, guys, we've been looking for an alcohol sponsor for a long time on this show, and now it's time to drink outside the box with Bartender in the Box, our new sponsor and the official margarita and official Mai Tai of the American Volleyball League and AVL on IO and Sports. And for those on a volleyball player's budget, we got you. Sandcast and Bartender in a Box invites you and 12 of your friends to enjoy just one box of their premium bar quality libations for around 20 bucks. That's right, 12 premium mixed cocktails out of just one tasty package, whether it's pregame or postgame. We got you covered. Celebrating that beach volleyball victory or styling sunset, or maybe you lost in the quarterfinals like you planned to, so you could drink your bartender in a box while everyone else still is playing, burning calories, all that stuff. Bartender in a Box is available in a growing number of flavors, stores, and markets where you shop. But if it's not on display, just ask for it as it sells out quick. The libation experience and price are worth it. So shake your box today. Have margarita. Have Mai Tai. Enjoy the show. Um, any word on what the AVP season will look like next year? This is from AC Mo. I haven't heard anything. Not yet. Not yet. There you go, AC. Or FIVB for that matter. Uh, last AVP question from MW Blitz. Could Sandcast listeners put together a pool to sponsor a fun AVP team for a tournament next year? Uh, yes. Put together a wait. Oh, the fans. Yeah, if they could like put together some money to sponsor a team. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Who? MW. Let us know. Let us know. Because we are I mean, open, and maybe you can lead that pool for us yeah <laughs> we're open <laughs> any ideas <laughs> yeah i'm still excited about our sandcast tour me too which Actually, after world champs i was like maybe it's coming sooner than <laughs> we thought <laughs> and actually uh libby schneider i'm still who i lovingly call libby sanchez uh she is the missoula montana contact that i have and she was like what do we have to do to get you guys out here no way like, just let us know when to i come. have some connections with missoula because my sister played soccer there no kidding university for grizzly go grizz i don't know what the hands are you serious for uh is it montana state that's out there university of montana i believe or is it university of montana the grizz okay yeah yeah Yeah. so that was where i stayed at libby's parents house and montana university of montana was right there so everything in that town is like my buddy played football there as well yeah I got some connections. Let's yeah. go. So hey, Liv, honestly, I've always wanted to go there. Yeah. So, Libby, we're being dead serious. Let us know in a good time as we're working around international schedule. And if uh, if tries in the Olympics, maybe we postpone. And if tries not the Olympics, we'll figure it out after the qualification cycle ends and we need a morale pickup. I'm trying to – yeah, exactly. I'm, well, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, too, like, you know, how much taking time off and, like – balance having a little more balance during this process could be helpful you know so yeah. maybe we make time during during all this to go make some sandcast trips i don't yeah. know we'll see so i'm in uh that'll be it for the avp questions 
Um, Bet the Beach also wants to know how many years until men's beach becomes an NCAA sport. I'll take that one. Uh, forever years. It'll never become one as long as Title IX is in place. If you want men's beach, it'll be NIA or nothing. It's just the way it is. Sorry about it. Until then, follow Weber versus Westcliff University. <laughs> uh, <laughs> international... Uh, this is, I'll also take this one real quick. LC Delco asked, are there any scenarios where the USA gets three women's teams in the Paris Olympics? Nope. No. Sorry. Zero also, scenarios. Hughes and Chang didn't get the birth. Everyone asked that. Correct. But like Travis said earlier, they already. Heard. Yeah. They, they didn't get it, but, the, but they did. So like they won the bid for USA volleyball. Yes. USA gets to choose who gets that bid technically, but let's be honest, they get it. And so, like, in this scenario, so say Betsy and Julia just run the table in 2024, and they surpass either Kristen Taren or Kelly and Sarah in points. USA, I asked Sean this question at the beginning of the year, anticipating something could weird could happen, and he said it'll come down to points. So if Betsy and Julia have more points at the end of the qualification cycle than Kelly and Sarah... Kelly and Sarah will not go to the Olympics. And Kristen and Taryn have to pass Kelly and Sarah as well. Wait, who, they are they already? Passed? Yeah. They're already in Olympic them. points? Yeah. Oh. So Kristen and Taryn are still number one. Track. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. So we have the, it's Duda, Anna Duda, Kristen, Taryn, Kelly, Sarah. So yeah. Betsy and Julia, if they can pass them, it's their spot. Yeah. But we cannot get three. Yeah. And speaking of Betsy and Julia from Renee Crolius, what is the right mindset for those still in the fight for Olympic qualifications like Betsy and Julia. Yeah. What is the right mindset, Travis? I mean, I think just keep developing as a team. Like, they're freaking good. They're tied for number 10. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. And it's just... Really? And I, I mean, I think that, uh, one, I think one of the better things for Julia to do is to get her knees right. I mean, she's always had, like, knee issues. Mm-hmm. So I think they're not signed up, as far as I know, for any of the upcoming challenge events. They might be for some elites. But just keep building as a team. I mean, Julia's just in her second year as a professional, which is crazy. That is wild. And like, just focus on Julia's development. Betsy's like so freaking good and such a veteran. Yeah. And if they just keep, I mean, I think they're two of the most improved players in the world right now because Betsy's always been pretty elite. And then, but last year, like Kelly was, Kelly Chang, I think, was sort of the more superior player in that partnership. And now it's Betsy who's like kind of bringing Julia up. Hmm. And, I don't know. They're an awesome team. I think just keep developing as a team. And if the Olympics are in the cards, then, I mean, that means that you've done something spectacular. Yeah. And if they're not, then you're like, you're Manhattan Beach Open champs. Like, you're clearly a great team. Yeah. There's, in these situations, there's the two things is expectation and comparison. Those are, like, the biggest temptations to, like, fall under. And, like, they compare themselves to the other two teams, they're going to feel bad about themselves, Yeah. you know? But if you just look at the controllables and you doing what what was on the table for you to do, like there's a lot to be proud about uh, yeah. f- for them. Um, it's a lot better situation than I'm in, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I don't know what's a better. Well, you've been in that's their not, shoes before. I actually wouldn't want to. That's true. I mean, You've been twice. in their shoes twice. Yeah. I'd rather be in my situation. Currently. For sure. Yeah. And it's, so from my perspective, I don't have also, to be top two in the world to qualify. <laughs> It's at this point insane if i'm one of the ladies you know i'm like how do i get virgin islands how can i compete for yeah, them exactly. <laughs> get me out of here 
um, I think also I have an easier job, like way of doing this because I'm not trying to qualify for the Olympics, yeah. but there's so much more in the sport than the Olympics. For sure. Like you just won the Manhattan Beach Open. Right. Like, Betsy and Julia are badass team. Yeah. They're awesome. So if you look at it and that's what, uh, I think Taylor Crabb is doing a great job of, of like, he lives an awesome life. Like his job is to be a professional beach volleyball player. Yeah. He does it. <laughs> it's 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 whatever you want to make of it, right? Yeah. Like what drives you? Like come hundred percent. I mean, I'm the one always saying like Olympics is just not good for our sport in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, as as good as it is, it's definitely not good. Um, yet I'm the one out here going crazy and doing everything I can to qualify, right? Because it's what experience do you want? Yeah. And what's the biggest challenge, or what? Not the biggest challenge, but what's the challenge that's worth it for you? You know. And for me, that's always been the hardest thing to pull off. So for me to like attack that goal again, knowing that it's not like this isn't how you go and make as much money as you can. Yeah. This isn't how you uh, stack up wins necessarily uh, and try to be AVP team of the year as many times as you can or whatever, you know. But it's just like really difficult goal for me and it's – uh, the experience that you get just in that one week, just of being there and then the rest of your life, like my life already changed because now I'm an Olympian, right? Right. Like it really did more so than me having a good season or a good two seasons even. Right. Like I'm literally the rest of my life. I have that label, which is also like an ego thing that everyone's always going to be petting your ego. You have to like, be like you're not that cool. Check yourself. Like it's yeah. just an, a label. <laughs> like remember you, you're just a sub. Like, yeah. um, but it's that thing that's worthy of it for some people. Whereas yeah. like Taylor, I completely respect. I mean, he went for it and then they got in a bad position and it wasn't worth it anymore, you know? Um, but yeah, it makes perfect sense. Be like, no, I'm not going to let this thing run my life. I'm going to be totally good doing volleyball the way I want to do it. Um, and I'm like jealous that I can't do both and I have to pick one or the other. But like, this is such a big challenge that it's like... I choose that one. Right. The other one sounds more fun, 100%. <laughs> but, like, this is the challenge I chose. So I think that's, like, what you have to look at when you're looking at the Taylors versus the us versus, you know, anyone else. Yeah. Like Phil said, um, when Nick was trying to tell him, come back for 24, and I texted him, like, you're not actually thinking about it, right? Yeah. Before this partner change. Yeah. Like, Cause, you know. <laughs> he's like, I'd rather kick my teeth in. <laughs> Not worth it for Phil. Right. Even though he had a shot at it, it's like yeah. he'd rather Probably kick his it. teeth in. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. I love Phil. Yeah. But you kind of answered. This is from Ethan Greenberg. Anyone know why the Taylors didn't play in India? Because they were getting paid to show up to play fours. Yep. And... They're going to go to Thailand, probably? Sounds like they're... They're signed, signed up, up I for, know. I think, Thailand or the Philippines. Yeah, they're probably just trying to put themselves in position to have a, a good world tour next year and yeah. get into the USA stipends and all that. Yeah, so I think they had an opportunity to get paid to play volleyball, and, and that's they picked, what their job and is. Of course, they picked Thailand to go to. <laughs> sure, they have plans afterwards. <laughs> Notice they're not going to China. I <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if the girlfriends are coming. <laughs> and they stay for a nice week after. <laughs> so we're at about almost an hour. We'll do maybe two more in-depth questions and some uh, quick hitters. 
Norway, these questions crack me up, dude. Matt Buffum. Norway isn't winning every tournament this year. What are teams doing to beat them? I've gotten so many hilarious messages. I'm not saying that Matt is doing this, that like Norway's reign is over. Like Norway is so far ahead of every other team in the world still. (laughs) (laughs) They're dominant. They're insane. If you look at like Czech over the last three, four weeks, maybe. Yeah. Then you're like, Czech's dominating the world. Yeah. Sustain it for five years and then you get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just. uh, They're still dominant. When Anders. There's no draw. Like world tour players don't get a draw like and react the same way as they do when they draw Norway still. Yeah. It's still like, oh, okay. This is going to be rough. If it's Prusik Schweiner, if it's anyone else, Germans or whoever, Sweden, you're just like, all right, let's go battle. Yeah. Norway, you're like, never beat them. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, when Anders came on the scene, no one had ever blocked like him, ever. Yeah, it was a mixture of Phil and like a small blocker. Yeah, and I think that five years later, now a lot of other blockers are starting to try to block like him. Mm. So I think people are just having a little bit more experience playing against an alien. Yeah, no, for sure. When I first played against him same as phil i hit one ball and i'm like oh (laughs) like that was a good hit yeah i guess you can't do that anymore same with anders i hit a like from the middle crossbody extremely sharp back to my line far away like i'm not gonna let this big ass block touch it and he stuffed it i was like okay yeah that was different (laughs) like i saw where he was i just didn't think he could reach over there (laughs) Got to play different. Guys that are playing in the NBA now and they're trying to shoot threes on Wembenyama, you can't, if he's standing over there, you can't shoot there anymore. Right. Like it, the physics are just different. Yeah. And now people understand those physics and there are more bigger blockers. Yeah. 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 So I think it's people have just learned how to try to adjust to Anders. Because yeah. before you hit it, you're like, I, have, I, I don't even have a guess as to how to beat that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just, they're still dominating. Yeah. So Norway, we're not worried about Norway. Uh, Dylan Mortensen, uh, I can take this one real quick. Why did some teams have different jerseys at the World Championships? Uh, so the World Championships were not put on by Volleyball World. It was put on by the FIVB. And so Volleyball World, at every Elite 16 stop, they'll do custom jerseys, and then you can buy the merch and stuff, which is pretty cool. But because it was the FIVB, teams were allowed to design their own jerseys. Well, uh, from their own personal and national team sponsors. Yeah. Which is the same as the Olympics. So you'll notice at the Olympics that all the jerseys are going to look different, very customized. Um, the U.S. teams, I think, just allowed the FIVB to make ours because our apparel companies yeah, didn't make tank tops uh, or whatever. Betsy and Julia had some sweet tops. I think the girls got creative. Yeah, maybe some of the girls. Yeah. Um, our sponsor didn't doesn't have tank tops right now. So. Really? So we just... Used. Who is, is it? Back made. to Mizuno? No, we're with Lair. Oh, oh USA I is with you USA. Yeah. No, no, no. It, you go to your you personal. You could have gone your per- Okay. Yeah, we're going to make our own. Okay, got it. Okay. Um, but FIB said if you don't have, if you don't want to make your own, then we'll just give you. Got ours. it. Okay. Um, but I, I do want the record to show that uh, Nina Brunner and Tanya Huberly were my number one power rankings for the uh, women's tops. They were sweet. And okay. then the, the Aussie men, awesome. Yeah, these like green Kangaroos. drizzles. Yeah, they were sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, let's see. We've already done some prevention tips. About an hour. Um, all right, we'll do uh, two more. Gavin Patterson. We used to ask this question a lot, then everyone said the same answers, but we're getting a lot of new listeners. So what advice could you give to a young team aspiring to play on the AVP someday? <laughs> yeah, we haven't asked that one in a while. Yeah. Um, uh, one, read Playbook of Champions, and that's not even just selling it. Yeah, actually. It tells you everything you need to know. In no, there. that's That's all codes. the advice from all the best players who have pretty much ever played the game. So start with that. Yeah, that's actually the cheat code book right there um i think if you're in california or florida or something you know go watch better players california go out and watch the pros practice hang around uh shag balls do that kind of stuff um trying to get reps with play play with people that are better than you that's usually the biggest thing that's how you kind of level up step out on the sand with people where you're like, wow, like I'm not as good as them. And then one day you realize that you are as good as them. And then you realize you're better than them. And then you're teaching yourself that you can grow and, um, become further along in, you know, where you are in your career than you were before. Like, that's how I picture it for me. I was just like, well, I used to play with them and now I play with these guys. So, I could probably play with those guys one day. And then I pulled it off and played with those guys. And I was like, well, then maybe I can go play there. Yep. And you just keep proving to yourself that like you can keep growing. So play with people that are better than you. Yeah. And I like, uh, I'll just, so Gavin, this is why we stopped answering, asking this question because this is the answer almost everyone gave verbatim is play in every tournament you can. Yeah. Cause when you play in tournaments, one, the amount of the sheer number of reps you get is yeah. insane. Like I just played, I played my last term of the year was a CBVA in Santa Cruz with my brother-in-law and he hadn't played in like two years cause he did a Mormon mission. Yeah. So he was out and we played, we played three matches of pool play, four matches of bracket. And that's seven warmups. That's a lot. Right. So you're, you're just, you're peppering, you're passing. Then you get your gameplay. We ended up winning which is hilarious. It's like he was a B-rated player. <laughs> Great sandbagger, old Jakey. Um, but you just get so many reps, and then you also you will play against players who could then one day be your partner in the next tournament. Uh, and you meet people and you network. That's true. And so Jake, who is now starting to go to college, he's now getting recruited to Santa Cruz because we beat the head coach of Santa Cruz, no Jake way. Landell. Yeah, and he was like, I would like you to get him. Uh, he's like, let's make sure we get each other's contact info because he's really good right awesome like crazy. that stuff will happen that is crazy <laughs> yeah that's good a good things point happen when you on play the tournaments. beach on the beach side it's for sure you play against people and then they're at the lower levels you're everyone's just trying to level up yeah so they're constantly calling each other and you got to be out there putting yourself out there yep and get playbook of champions yeah all right last question uh Denise, you asked a great question, Denise Austin, but it's it's too big for the scope of our time. So we'll go back to Renee Crolius. What's the best way to support our favorite players? What's the best way people can support you? Um, I mean, supporting us is supporting Sandcast. 
I think, yeah. you know, th- supporting things that we're pouring our time into trying to grow the sport, trying to, um, create entertainment. Like if, if, if I make a video or anyone makes a video and you like it, you're like, that was a really entertaining piece of content. Like I enjoyed it, share it. Um, cause that's, what's going to allow us to keep doing these things, keep, uh, growing the sport, which therefore we can make a living within it. But then we know, you know, when a certain video does well, certain vlogs or YouTube or podcasts, we know what you guys like, so we can create more of it. And obviously we're doing it cause we like doing it. So yeah, giving us feedback and sharing the things that, um, that we create is really helpful. Yeah. So whenever, and not even just Sandcast, you know, if, oh, like any athlete. if it's, you know, Kristen and Taryn, you know, they, they make have, a good real little podcast. Share it on your story. Yeah, exactly. And then a lot of players or teams will have their own merch, like TK and Kristen Taryn. They do a really good job of sort of branding themselves in that way. Just buy a shirt. If you're going to, if you're going to buy your, um, product, like use the athletes promo codes and stuff, you know, it gives you your, even if it's 10, 15%, a lot of your athletes are getting kickbacks off that. Um, and then those brands are like, well, you're selling product. So it's not even about the five bucks that they might make or the dollar. Usually it's probably like a few cents. Right. But that brand is then seeing like, wow, this person's selling product. Yeah. So we're going to keep supporting them. Yeah. That and uh, bring someone who has never been to a beach volleyball tournament to a beach volleyball tournament. Ooh, so that's true. That's one of the better ways to get people to like our sport is, is it's a great sport to watch in person. Yeah. Like people are hyped when they get to sit courtside. Yeah. No matter who they are. It's so fun. I was talking to uh, OB about that and he was like, we're not doing stadiums. We're just, you know, bringing everyone in for the force thing. He's like, I could bring Elon Musk and bring him to a beach volleyball tournament and people just treat him like another guy. Like they're not going to be pitching him on investments and stuff. Just be like, Oh, Elon, you want a beer? Right. He's like, you just hang out. I don't know. Beach is uh, like, I don't really enjoy going to a lot of sporting events in person, but mm. I think beach is an exception because it's, it's, I don't know. The vibe is really fun. Yeah, that's fair. Actually. It's interesting. I, you always want to go to NBA NFL games and stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty much always underwhelmed. Like I get kind of bored. <laughs> yeah. NFL, especially. And I'm a big NFL Long. fan. Like, yeah. Those of you who haven't been in NFL or like, I mean, even college football, like I always left at halftime. Yeah. Uh, it was just like. It's fun to go like once. Yeah, that's just so slow and like. Yeah. And I'm a football fan. Yeah. Um, Basketball is a little better, but like it's uncomfortable seats. And right. Beach is like, there's an energy to it. You're at the beach. Well, it's wild. Like you can jump, jump in the water after. Yeah. It gets more wild. You didn't pay. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And like, there's no real rules. Like you don't have to, here's your seat. Sit over here. Seat, do whatever yeah. you want. Walk Move around. Way. Do whatever yeah. you want. Get some food. Bring it back. Yeah. Like, go make some food. Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> doesn't true. matter. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say best way to support one of the sport and the players by extension is, uh, bring someone new to a beach tournament. Share the sport with the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Try to grow it. Love it. All right, big dog. Welcome back. Thanks. And, uh, in a couple of days, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty standard. My stomach just growled uh, <laughs> thinking about the next trip. Yeah, God. Uh, good luck. I still have my China visa. I haven't used it. I would die for some Panda Express when I, <laughs> when I get out there. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you who haven't been to China, yeah, you don't get Panda Express every meal. Well, good luck. Uh, 
Don't get divorced yet. Don't get divorced. <laughs> Hang on. Either of them. Either of them. Okay. Keep Gabby and keep Kate. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Shoots. Shoots. Shoots.